0: Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at bloomberg.com/techsf.
1: I'm pleased to say joining us in the Bloomberg Surveillance Studio alongside me is GM CEO Mary Barra on the latest results with GM stock at the moment positive by about seven percent. Mary Barra, the General Motors Chair and CEO, joins us now. Mary, wonderful to catch up with you. A better story to tell this morning. Let's start with that story. What's underpinning these higher profits for twenty twenty four?
2: Well, if you look at uh, the strong 2023 results, we had very strong internal combustion engine sales, and we had uh, strong uh, EV sales from our Bolt uh, EV and EUV. But as we go into 24, we're going to build on that strength, and we think 24 can be another strong year because we're going to be building many more Altium-based EVs. We had a constraint with modules. We have addressed that we're on track for the first month, and by the uh, middle of the year, that should be well behind us. So that's going to allow us to build um, many more of the existing uh, vehicles like the the Cadillac Lyric and the GMC Hummer EV, the Silverado EV work truck, et cetera, and then this year, we're also gonna be launching uh, the Chevy uh, Equinox EV along with a a Sierra EV. So we have many new EVs coming out. And so it's gonna be a strong year for us from an EV perspective as well. And we've indicated um, that in the second half of the year, we expect uh, our EV portfolio to be variable profit break even.
1: Mary, let's talk about the EV market because you are optimistic and constructive at the same time there have been some setbacks over the last few months. I'm thinking of Hertz, they need to dump 20,000 EVs. More recently, a competitor, Ford, had to cut the workforce, making the electric F-150s. What do you think is behind the slowdown in EV growth more broadly over the last few months, the last few quarters?
2: Well, there definitely is a slowdown of, of EV adoption, although I, this a transformation of this magnitude was never going to be completely linear. I think one of the important things is continuing to build out the charging infrastructure, but it's also about having purpose-built, uh, ground-up EVs that have all the performance requirements. Because as we continue to grow in the EV market, and you know outside analysts expect that this next year, even the lowest, is that it'll be an EV penetration of 10% versus this year of 7%. So although, although, Although it's slowing, uh, if we were to grow from 7 to 10%, that would still be significant and a record year for EVs. And to participate in that this year, we're well positioned uh, with a a portfolio of purpose-built EVs.
1: Mary, you and I have always talked about where the market is and where it's going. There was a belief for a while that we could move from the internal combustion engine to EVs. And now it feels like there's an interim step towards hybrids. You've been reluctant in the past. On the earnings call, you entertained that idea. What's changed your mind?
2: Well, it, you know, again, as we're going through this transformation, a lot has changed. I think, uh, you know, a few years back when we made that statement, I think we thought we'd be farther along on the charging infrastructure, uh, again, uh, across the entire country. But I also think the regulatory environment has changed to be even more stringent. And so, as we get there, um, we think now hybrids are going to play a role. We already have the technology; it's been deployed in other regions, so we'll apply it in North America at a timeframe that we think is important, uh, primarily from a
1: regulatory environment. Uh, as we move forward. Can we talk about that time frame just a little bit? How quickly can you get those cars to market, given as you've just said, you have that technology ready to go?
2: Well, uh, we're going to be uh, launching those vehicles, the hybrids, uh, in key segments uh, of our portfolio. But we haven't put specific plans out. We'll be uh, filling that in more later as we move on. because. 2024 is really a year to focus on our EV production. Again, we have we've seen uh, si- since last September the lyric as we've been able to uh, build more vehicles, demand keeps growing. We've even had a strong January that's matching. We believe will match December, even with all the weather challenges we've seen throughout the country. Uh, we have 100,000 either orders or reservations for our EV trucks that we're going to fulfill between 24 and 25. So, again, when you think about new purpose-built EVs, I think we're in a different position than some if for some reason we don't see that EV demand materialize we've got the flexibility with two plants that can build both ice and EV
1: that just raises the question again Mary how quickly you can deploy that is that something you can do in a quarter something that has to take place over the space of a year how long does that take
2: uh, again, we're not uh, giving specific details on when the hybrid uh, vehicles will come out. Uh, that, that will follow later. But it will be timed, not, uh, because we have such strong EVs right now, it will be timed later when we see uh, uh, hybrids playing an important role in meeting the regulatory environment.
1: You'll have to forgive me for sounding slightly combative, but I'm just trying to understand myself. So, Mary, help me understand just a little bit more. If EVs are really strong, why are we entertaining hybrids, if that's the ultimate goal and it's going to be a distraction? Why entertain hybrids?
2: Well, I, as I've said, we've seen EV demand slowing. We think there's still an opportunity for General Motors, but we think high, you know, if you think about it, we're seven percent this year, getting all the way to hundred percent. There's going to be uh, a lot of adoption, and there's some customers with their use cases are more comfortable uh, with a vehicle that has two propulsion systems: uh, the electric and uh, internal combustion engine. And so we're responding to that. A lot is what is going to guide this is related to getting a robust charging infrastructure. So we're keeping our options open, uh, and we're going to you know look to what the market wants. We've already seen hybrid demand go up and down over the last few years. So uh, you know I don't think it's going to be uh, you know a, a long-term uh, stable growth either.
1: Got it. You've always been pragmatic about the situation. Let's talk about the situation with competition as well. The Tesla CEO Elon Musk said just last week that Chinese automakers will demolish their global competition without tariffs. We noted in the last few months that GM sold fewer vehicles last year in China than in the US for the first time, I think, since 2009. Mary, how difficult is it to compete in China at the moment?
2: Well, uh, the China market is under tremendous change. There's over 100 domestic EV companies that have started up. I think important to note, many of them are not profitable. We are changing our business, uh, and uh, we we need to get more EVs out that can compete. But I think when you look at the, you know, the intense price competition that you're seeing in China right now, that's not sustainable for any company. And so we're positioning for where GM has to be to compete in a very different market with many more uh, domestic EV competitors. But we still think there's there's a place and a growth opportunity there as we move forward, but it'll be different than it was uh, you know, three, four, five years ago.
1: You've said you're evaluating your business there. Could you help us understand a little bit more what ultimately that statement means? What does that mean to evaluate your business on the ground in China?
2: well we have to evaluate with how much the market is changing and with the different competition competition we have to understand where can GM play and win and that's where we'll deploy our capital we have a very strong partner with SAIC and so we're going to work with them together we have been to uh, make sure we have a strong business going forward that's getting ultium um, EVs launched there and we're considering uh, you know other products as well so more to come on the China story but uh, we're going to make sure we set up the business with this very dynamic market to
1: see Mary, let's talk about competition domestically at home as well. That statement from Elon Musk that ultimately Chinese automakers will demolish their global competition without tariffs. Do you have a position on that? Do you feel the same way? Is that something that the automakers in America need to be able to compete successfully? We need to put the barriers up?
2: Well, I think uh, across the board, um, you know, when you look at how do how do you win in this business, it's by having beautifully designed products that meet customers' need, that have the right functionality, right software, right technology, at a very competitive price point. And that's why GM has been so focused on taking cost out and being more effective with our capital. Uh, and so that's what you need to do to win. I would say though, you do need a level playing field. And I believe with our portfolio in many of the markets we compete around the globe, if there's truly a level play. Field, we have a strong portfolio, and
1: we're going to do well. The stock is doing well this morning, higher by about 6 or 7%. I wanted to finish up here. You've had some run-ins with activist shareholders during your tenure. You've got plenty of experience with this back in 2015, I think, 2017 again with David Eidhorn. Are you at all concerned about investors losing patience with some of these bets on technology, with crews, on the EV transition as well, and ultimately facing that all together again? Or do you think the capital return program announced only a few months ago, together with the share price performance and a better outlook, will keep those people away?
2: Well, again, we've got to run the business well. Last year, we had some disappointments in EV, and I think that co- created some cause. Con- for concern, as well as some of the challenges at Cruise. We're addressing both of them. I think this is going to be a breakout year for Altium-based EVs, and we're, we're, we're going to demonstrate that this year. We have taken the steps necessary, and the underlying technology of our autonomous technology with Cruise is strong. And so we're revising the plan that will work uh, very closely with local, state, and federal regulators, as well as first responders. So I think there's a very strong growth opportunity there. And just let me say from an autonomous perspective, you know the benefits of autonomous are Safety uh, when you look at and saving lives. When you look at today, I think the latest, some of the latest statistics show that 90% of fatalities on U.S. roads are caused by human error. So this technology holds great promise for safer travel. So we're going to continue to invest in that, but we're going to be measured and make sure what we deploy, we're going to generate returns on. So it's ours to execute.
1: Mary, I know you're nonstop this morning and you've got to run. We appreciate your time here at Bloomberg. Thanks for being with us. Mary Barrett, there, the General Motors Chair and CEO.